I take days off whenever I want to. I can travel whenever I want to without asking anyone for time off. It's the nicest thing to get that freedom back and be able to live my life the way I want to live it outside of working. Hey guys, welcome back to the First Hustled and Brunch podcast. Today, we're talking about dropshipping. Madison Glenn went from a struggling realtor working long hours for little pay to a seven-figure business owner. Now she helps thousands of others ditch their nine-to-fives and start dropshipping to make more money working less hours. Hey Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. So glad to have you here. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be great. I've been wanting to do an episode on dropshipping. It's something that I haven't done before, but I'm definitely interested in. So I'm excited to learn more from you. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I live in Jacksonville, Florida. I actually started um, a couple years ago, I started as a real estate agent working down here. I got my real estate license. Um, I was doing that for a while and very quickly I became burnt out just with the amount of clients I had, the hours I was working, stuff like that. Um, and I stumbled across a YouTube video talking about setting up a drop shipping store. And I actually wasn't even looking for, like, I wasn't looking into how to start a dropshipping business. I was Mm -hmm. looking into setting up a traditional online store or boutique and just happened to come across this video. And then ever since then, it kind of stuck in my mind. And a few months later, I started my dropshipping business. It did really well. I quit my job as a real estate agent, and I've been doing that ever since. Awesome. So what actually is dropshipping and how does it work? Dropshipping is a form of e-commerce. It's essentially the same thing as owning any other online store or boutique, um, except for the fact that you're not purchasing inventory up front and you're not the one physically shipping out the orders. So instead, the manufacturer of the product is the one who's going to store inventory and ship products. Yeah, it almost sounds too good to be true. <laughs> I know. It's like... Well, it's a little... It is a little bit crazy, but yeah, it, um, I mean, it saves you. That's like kind of the great thing about it is the barrier to entry is so low because you don't have to spend a lot of money getting started and you don't have to spend a lot of time shipping out orders and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. So I guess you've already mentioned a couple, but what are the advantages of drop shipping compared to other side hustles such as selling on Amazon and other e-commerce opportunities? I think there's quite a few um, things that separate dropshipping from some of those other side hustles. When it comes to Amazon, one of the biggest things, like I mentioned before, is kind of the barrier to entry because when you're selling on Amazon, you still have to purchase everything in bulk and ship it out to the Amazon warehouse before it's sold. So you're still having to shell out thousands, if not more, money on inventory before um being able to sell your products on Amazon with dropshipping, you don't have to do any of that. And then also with marketplaces like Amazon and Etsy, there are a number of other fees involved with that. 
Um, and there's also a lot more competition because there's other people that are listing the same or similar products on those marketplaces. So it makes it a little bit more difficult, in my opinion, to kind of stand out and do really well. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And a big part of that, too, is if you have to buy all that inventory, what happens when you don't sell it? It's just like it doesn't exactly. just sit in the warehouse. Well, yeah, and that's. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you have to be a hundred percent certain about your product if you're yeah. going to be selling on Amazon and purchasing all of that in bulk up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned low barrier to entry. What other like traits make someone good at drop shipping and can anyone really do this? Anyone can do it. Um, that's not to say that it's easy. I mean, there, it, just like anything else, it's not like there's no such thing as a get rich quick scheme. And this is no exception to that. It takes time, energy, and effort when getting started. Um, but with that being said, anyone can do it and you can be profitable very quickly if you have the creativity and the drive to get started, build a really aesthetically pleasing store, find a great product, things like that when getting started. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I've heard that the market can be a little bit oversaturated and this probably has to do with what niche you're in, but have you found that to be true at all? I haven't found it to be true because drop shipping is really just a form of e-commerce. So if you're going to say that drop shipping is oversaturated, that's essentially saying that e-commerce is oversaturated, which just isn't true. E-commerce is continuing to grow year after year with drop shipping. I mean, Dropshippers are selling different products in different niches, so it's not like they're all like directly competing against one another. There are certain niches within the e-commerce space that are more difficult to break into, but one of the first products that I sold was activewear, and that's a super saturated niche. If you have a unique marketing angle when getting involved in one of those more saturated niches, you can still do really well and see really high profit. Yeah. So I guess um, speaking of niches, what are some profitable niches that you found in the drop shipping space? Really? I don't necessarily think that there's any niche, one niche that's more successful than another niche, but I think finding products that solve an emotional problem for people are ones that are always going to do best. So like I mentioned before, my first product was in activewear And the product I sold on that store was leggings with body sculpting features. So like tummy slimming and butt lifting. Basically, I marketed it as like an instant confidence boost for women when they wore Mm -hmm. the leggings. And feeling confident in clothing is a very emotional problem for a lot of women. It's a tough thing for them. So I think being able to find a product that solves a problem like that for people it does really well that's why stuff for like pets and babies do really well because Mm. people are very emotionally attached to their pets and their kids so niches like that do really well how do you find drop shipping suppliers I'm sure there are plenty of options but what are the reliable companies I guess that you can go through Yeah. So there's, like you said, there's a number of different marketplaces where you can find dropshipping suppliers. Um, The one I typically use is AliExpress and AliExpress is essentially a marketplace for dropshipping suppliers. So AliExpress itself is not just one supplier. There's like hundreds of different suppliers who are on AliExpress. 
So you'll just go on the website, find a supplier or a product and reach out to the supplier directly, um, have a conversation with them, tell them you want to drop ship their product and um, then go through things like that. Is there a way that you can customize the products or like if you choose a product, is it possible for somebody else to be selling the exact same product on a different site? Yeah, so it is possible for someone else to be selling the exact same product because most of the products that you're going to be drop shipping are going to come unbranded, so they won't have any logos, labels, anything like that on them. If you want to put your own um, logo or label or things like that on them, you can negotiate that with your supplier, but most times if you do that, they're either going to make you pay in bulk up front because obviously they wouldn't be able to sell that inventory if they didn't sell it to you. Um, so you'd have to purchase that up front. Or once you have a consistent track record of orders, sometimes they'll offer to do that for you as well for an additional small fee. Um, but there are other ways to get around that too. Like I even had a student of mine buy um, stickers with her brand name, like off of like Vistaprint or like somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and she sent them to her supplier and her supplier was able to just stick them on the packages as they were sent out. So she just did it that That's way. Smart. And you can, yeah, you can find ways around it and do things like that. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to be an issue at all. Right. And I no, mean, not at all. On those websites, there's probably like millions of products also. So Oh, the chances yeah, of yeah, people coming 100%. across the same product is probably pretty slim. Right. And it's all in like the way you brand it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how quickly can you become profitable in dropshipping? I mean, obviously this depends on a variety of different factors, but you can become profitable insanely quickly. I mean, I was profitable within my first month of getting started and I didn't know anything about yeah. what I was doing. <laughs> Yeah. What are the most common expenses, I guess? Yeah. So you're going to want to register your business. So like an LLC, um, and then you're going to want to pay a few subscriptions and things like that to set up your website. When you're using Shopify, which is the platform that I use to build websites, there are a couple different apps and things that you'll want to include on your um, store and like paid themes and stuff like that just to make your website look really professional and aesthetically pleasing. Those cost a little bit of money. And then um, you're going to have ad costs if you choose to run paid ads as well. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I guess what does a typical day look like for you as a dropshipper? Do you spend like the nine to five hours working? Probably not. (laughs) No. And this is the best part about dropshipping in my opinion is I work for one to two hours a day and then do whatever I want for the rest of the day like I take days off whenever I want to I can travel whenever I want to without asking anyone for time off it's the nicest thing to get that freedom back and be able to live my life the way I want to live it outside of working (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So when you say that you're spending one to two hours a day working, what exactly are you doing during that time? Yeah. So I'm um, mainly responding to customer emails, fulfilling orders completely from my computer. So you can do that from anywhere and then just tweaking Facebook ads. So it's not really things that take me a lot of time at all. Yeah. When you say fulfill orders, do you have to go in and like manually approve them to go through and ship to the customer or does it all happen automatically? 
So a little bit of both. So you'll, there's an app that you can use that is going to um, automate the process of like once a customer purchases, makes a purchase on your store, then the app is going to automatically put that order into your AliExpress backend. But then you just have to go in there and like confirm it. You just have to Mm. click buy essentially. So it's really quick. Everything's pretty much automated. You just have to confirm everything's correct and click buy. Yeah. Okay. And then how do you handle like customer service and returns and that sort of thing? So customer service, like responding to emails and stuff, I do all myself because it's pretty easy and it doesn't take me very much time. And I think this goes hand in hand with finding a high quality product and making sure to do adequate product research up front to make sure that you're not having a lot of customer, you know, complaints or questions or returns or things like that. Um, But then for the returns that I do get, I usually have people send the product back to me and then I'll send the product out to influencers to create content for my brand. Mm, That's super smart. How do you go about finding influencers? And we can probably get into marketing in a little bit. The most common way I find like micro influencers, which is who I like to use, because I'll typically send the product out to them in exchange for content. So I don't have to pay them any more compensation on top of the free product. That's what Mm -hmm. I like to do, at least when first getting started with my dropshipping brands. So usually I'll just search on Instagram for like hashtag micro influencer or something Mm -hmm. similar to that. And then just go through and look for ones that I feel represent my brand image and then just um, reach out to them either via DM on Instagram or if they have an email in their bio, um, I'll reach out to them via email. Yeah. So I know you mentioned one of the ways you try to avoid customer returns is to do a lot of product research at the beginning. So how do you determine which products are going to sell really well? In terms of finding a product that's going to sell really well, I think it comes down to the emotional problem solving aspect of things. But in terms of finding a high quality product, you're going to want to order samples from several different suppliers on AliExpress um, and actually have them delivered to your house so that you can see them, feel them, use them, make sure they're working, they don't come damaged, they're as advertised, things like that. Um, And then you can figure out which supplier is best and move forward with that supplier. Yeah. So how many suppliers would you suggest getting some products from? Yeah, I would say usually like three to four suppliers is pretty good to order samples from. Okay. Yeah, that's probably smart. I was going to ask if you have actually like held your product in your own hands, which I would assume you have um, because you're putting your brand on it. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I actually loved the the leggings, um, which I think is actually a really, another really important part of finding um, a product that's going to sell really well is a product that you yourself would use and actually really love because I loved those leggings and I mm-hmm. would wear them all the time. So because of that, I kind of knew how to advertise them. I was a part of my target audience, so I could create ads that would capture my attention and that I thought were cool. And then they did well for other people within my target audience. Yeah. Along with ads and that sort of thing, how do you market your business and get people to your website? Do you primarily use ads? Is that what you recommend? 
Mm-hmm. So when I first started out, I was only using Facebook ads. And then a little bit later, I ended up deciding to move into TikTok ads and then into organic TikTok and Instagram real traffic. And all three have done really well. Obviously, the organic traffic takes a little bit more time to get going. But if you can even get one video that goes like a little bit viral, you can get a ton of sales from it. And it mm-hmm. it does really well. Yeah. Do you feel like TikTok right now is better than Facebook ads? I don't know. It depends on the product. I feel like certain products do better on TikTok and certain products do better on Facebook because the the video aspect doesn't work for all products, I don't think. That makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Do you also recommend only having one product in your store or do you do multiple products? Like, How does that work? So what I've typically found to do best is having one main product with one to two additional upsell products. And this helps keep costs low too, because when you're advertising, you only have to advertise the one main product. Um, But then as you start to get a little bit of like brand recognition and stuff like that, then I think announcing new products and expanding can do well. But to get started, I do recommend one main product with one to two additional upsells. Can you give an example of like what an upsell would be for you can do like your activewear brand? Yeah. Yeah. So the activewear brand, I had the leggings as the main product. And then I also had bike shorts and sports bras on the store as well as the upsells. Okay. So something related, but not like the exact same product. Something in the same niche. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as far as organic TikTok content, do you show your face? Are you like the face of the brand or do you use like UGC or is it just all products? I never show the fa- my face in my dropshipping brands. Um, I do invest in user-generated content. I love Billow for that. Um, you can go on Billow and get user-generated content from anyone. It's awesome. I use that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, Micro-influencers is another place I go to get content. I will film content if my face isn't in it of me using it or whatever, but I... I don't want my face attached to my dropshipping brands. Yeah. Is that just a personal decision or is that something that you would recommend for other people to do too? It was personal when starting out because I just felt super uncomfortable showing my face on social media. And now I've kind of grown out of that because I talk about dropshipping a little bit more on social media. So my face is around, but now I've gotten to the point where if I talk about a product that I'm selling, there's going to be a lot more product competition just from people who are following Mm -hmm. me and things like that. So that's why I try to keep my face out of everything now. For people who are getting started, it's really a personal call because people can, if people are comfortable showing their face and promoting something as part of their personal brand, then I think that's a great strategy and you can get a lot more sales organically that way. But if someone's not comfortable doing that, I mean, you can see really high profit with ads as well. Yeah. I could see this being a really good side hustle for someone who's an introvert, who's super quiet, yeah. maybe shy, would never post a TikTok of themselves. Right. And all you do is just like post videos of your products. Like I would love doing that. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> I'm on TikTok, yeah. you know, with my face, but still I would, exactly. I would think that was fun. Yeah. Well, that's why it's different from like affiliate marketing and like stuff like that, where you have to be a little bit more involved personally. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's probably easier too because you probably know like when you're recording videos and stuff with your face, you got to get ready for the day. Yeah. You got to like check the environment, like everything has to be right. But if you're just recording the product, oh yeah, that would be so much easier. Right, right. And you have to make sure like your face looks cute in the video and stuff, like <laughs> yeah. all, the, all that sort of stuff. It's too much extra that goes into it. Exactly. <laughs> aesthetics. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So you mentioned that you build your website on Shopify. Is that mm-hmm. what most people, I feel like it is what most people use when drop shipping. Is there another website or anything that you'd recommend for this? Is it possible to I do it on something else? I think there are a few other websites out there. I think there's like big commerce and like woo commerce and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I've just had such a great experience with Shopify. And I feel like a lot of big brands use Shopify, like Skims uses Shopify and like stuff yeah. like that. So I have always loved it and I've never tried anything else. I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah. And Shopify, I used to use it for um, selling digital products on there and they have plans that start pretty low. I don't know if you can drop ship on those plans, mm-hmm. but I know that as far as costs, like they have plans that are, I think, $5. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I think they rolled out a new pro a new trial program where you can start for like a dollar a month for the first three months or something like that. Oh, wow. yeah, um, nice. yeah. But no, you can, you can definitely drop ship on the lowest plan. You don't need to go to any of the pro plans or anything like that. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. So it seems mm-hmm. like it's pretty cost effective. Really. You're just spending money on advertising almost, and then Exa- maybe to yeah. get some samples. Right. Yep. And then um, just like a few apps on Shopify, stuff like that. But those are like pretty low cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess what are the steps someone would take to get started dropshipping? Well, I think the first thing that someone would need to do is find a product. That's always what I would recommend doing first, because I think it's best to build an entire brand around one product. I think that gives it like a very luxury feel. Um, so I'd say find a product. You can find a product on TikTok. I like to search like TikTok made me buy it and look for products Mm -hmm. that way. There's a few different apps that you can use to try to find products. You can also just browse AliExpress organically. You can go in and choose a niche that you're interested, interested in and just kind of scroll and see if anything catches your eye. Um, then from there, you're going to purchase a Shopify subscription, set up your Shopify, well, order samples before that, but then set up your Shopify store and all of that, build your brand, design your logo, design your website, things like that. Once that's all done, then you are going to uh, set up your social media pages like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and then you'll start running ads. Nice. How long do you think someone should set up their, like, social media accounts before they start running ads. Can they do that at the same time or should they be running like organic content for a couple months? No, I, I mean, when I started, I, and when I start new stores today, I start them all at the same time. I just recommend having like on Instagram, like having at least like six to nine posts on there, Mm -hmm. um, before running ads, just so people see that you're like a real brand and not like, (laughs) yeah, a scam account or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So you mentioned that you have more than one drop shipping business. How many do you have? And is mm-hmm. it hard to juggle all of them? I have them? three. Okay. <laughs> no, it's actually not. Yeah, no, it's not hard. Cause I mean, it takes more work up front, like designing the website, finding the product, uh, creating ads, testing, things like that. 
But once you get things going and get them set up, it's runs pretty much on autopilot. You have to tweak the ads every now and then, but it's not like organic um, social media where you have to be posting every day. You only have to swap. Once you find ads at work, you only have to swap them out every couple of months. They'll just continue to run and generate income for, you know, like two to four months before you have to change them. Yeah. That's a really good idea to have like multiple stores. And I'm assuming they're all in different niches mm-hmm. too. So like I always say mm-hmm. have multiple sources of income. So same thing, you know, you never know if something goes wrong with one of your businesses, then you have a couple others to fall mm-hmm. back on. So yeah, I think exactly. that's super smart. Obviously yeah. you probably want to like make sure you know what you're doing <laughs> before you move on right. to like that second store. How long did you wait before you open the next one? I know you had success very quickly though, your first one. Yeah, I waited a while because my first store was doing really well and I didn't really want, I didn't feel the need to set up another store. I think it was, mm, I want to say it was like eight or nine months after I started the first store that I started yeah. my second store. That's Something probably like good that. though because you like really had a handle on things by then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what are some of the biggest mistakes to avoid when drop shipping? I think getting too attached to any one product is a mistake that I see people make a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes people are just like really excited about a product, which is great, but like this is a business. So you're trying to get sales and make money and you need a product that's going to sell. Um, so I think that's a big thing that I see people kind of struggle with sometimes when first getting started. Also taking the time to build an aesthetically pleasing professional looking website is very important. Um, sometimes I've seen people kind of like rush through that process and kind of slap something together really quick and then expect sales overnight. And it doesn't work like that. Like you have to put the work into it and make sure everything looks really pretty and professional and like a real luxury brand before you get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I would never just think about yourself. Like, would you go on a website and buy from something that looks sketchy? Probably not. So no, exactly. Or (laughs) like blurry pictures or like anything like that. Like, no, you have to make it look like crisp, clean, Mm -hmm. modern, all that stuff. Yeah. I like when you say create like a luxury brand. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's exactly the direction that people should go. Even if it's like dog collars, like make sure it looks nice. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Yeah, it needs to be aesthetically pleasing and have a luxury feel to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also going to ask, like, do you think that drop shipping is sustainable in the long term? Like, can you see yourself doing this 10, 20 years from now? And it sounds like, yes, you just might end up changing the types of products over time. But yeah, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, absolutely. So like me personally, I genuinely love like being creative and uh, building brands and stuff like that. I love everything that goes into it. So me personally, I think I'll continue doing it for a very long time. Um, As far as like everyone else is concerned, um, dropshipping is a sustainable business. I mean, like I said before, e-commerce is only growing, which means that dropshipping is only growing. And then there are even big corporations like Target and Nordstrom that have recently expanded their dropshipping um, aspect of their e-commerce side of things. So I I think that's, yeah, so I think that's a really um, good sign that, you know, dropshipping is only going to continue to grow. 
Yeah. And it makes sense. Everybody is purchasing things online. Like, I can't remember the last time mm-hmm. besides going to Target all the time. Like, <laughs> I bought something exactly. in a store. <laughs> you know, like, I shop online so much. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Well, cool. So I know you have your own program to help people learn how to start their own dropshipping business. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And if you want to share information about your masterclass, I'd love to hear that too. Yeah. So I ended up creating a step-by-step course to teach people how to get started and scale their dropshipping businesses really quickly like I was able to do. Um, I have about a thousand students now and we're seeing some really great results. So it's super exciting. Thank you. Um, And then I do have a free masterclass as well for anyone that wants to learn more about dropshipping and just kind of goes over like the criteria I use for finding a winning product, how to start setting up your store, running ads, things like that. And then it also talks a little bit about my full course and um, getting involved in that if people are interested. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely check out the masterclass and I'll link to it in the show notes too. Awesome. Yeah. So the last question that I always ask my guests is what is the most important lesson you've learned when it comes to entrepreneurship that you wish you had learned sooner? I don't necessarily know that I wish I would have learned this sooner because I feel like I've always been pretty good about this. But I think the biggest thing is trusting your gut and doing what feels best to you intuitively. I think there have been a lot of times where people told me to do one thing and I decided to do something completely different. For example, I was in college because my parents really wanted me to go to college. And then I was like thinking about leaving and whatever. It just kind of felt right to me at the time to leave once I started, um, drop shipping. I was kind of doing real estate and drop shipping at that time. And Mm -hmm. Everyone was like pretty upset with me, but I just decided to do it anyways. <laughs> yeah, I can only and imagine. And then when I started my job, right. And then when I started my drop shipping business, like I didn't have much money to get started, but I just, something was telling me just to do it. So I feel like trusting your gut and leaning into that is really important in entrepreneurship and just trusting yourself to make those decisions to push forward and, and take action. Yeah, I love that. And I bet they're all like super impressed with you now. So it's a great decision (laughs) in the long run. (laughs) Right. Well, before we wrap up, can you tell people where they can find you online? Sure. Um, So I am on Instagram and TikTok. It's Maddie Glenn underscore. And then I also have my um, free masterclass and my course is available at milliondollardropshipping.com. Awesome. And all of that will be linked in the show notes. So make sure you check that out too. Yay. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to the first Hustle Then Brunch podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd love if you subscribed and left us a review. Another way to support the podcast is to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story. Tag me at first Hustle Then Brunch so I can repost it. Thank you so much for supporting the show and I'll see you in the next episode. Oh,